Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast. Uh, So we've got a really fun episode, a very exciting episode to talk about. The, uh, the, I keep wanting to say merge. That's not correct. The tribe swap. Yep. That happened. And, uh, it's basically the first thing that happens in the episode. So I guess we'll address that. So whenever there's a tribe swap, I'm usually unhappy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's, you know, the, there's usually a, a total, imbalance between the tribes i was very happy with this one yeah absolutely uh they feel evenly matched as far as strength i mean obviously one of them had to win the immunity but uh, they seem pretty evenly matched and i'm i feel like they'll be in these tribes for at least like two or three more episodes definitely which i'm excited to see right they won't switch it up earlier due to inequality yeah just in strength or players it doesn't seem like just one tribe will keep losing. And something that you and I were talking about um, during the episode was the idea that uh, that there doesn't seem to... There's a lot of... This, this seems like too dramatic word. There's a lot of volatility right now. Mm-hmm. Anybody can really turn on anybody else. There's yeah. not a whole lot of loyalty. And I think you had mentioned that before the swap... There just weren't a lot. There were alliances, but they were very tenuous. They were very loose. There was not a lot of tightness there, except maybe like the three girls on beauty. Well, what's interesting is that I think there were alliances within alliances. I think there were pairs. Yeah. I think there were very strong pairs. However, none of those pairs, literally none of them ended up on the same tribe. For instance, I think Debbie and Joe were tight. They're on opposite tribes. I think that... You know, perhaps Nick and Ty were tight. They're on opposite tribes. Um, Jason and Scott, obviously, yeah. on different tribes. You know, of the two out of the three of those guys to end up yeah. together, you know, if um, Sydney had ended up on one and both Jason and Scott had ended up on the other, yeah. that would be different. Michelle and Anna yeah, and Julia all three were split yeah neil and aubrey were one yeah Yeah, it really did yeah everyone it's alliances of two Mm -hmm. and they might connect with others but for the most part it's just okay i've got my one person and that's it yeah um yeah and they're all split up and which makes it really really interesting yeah and the the title of this episode is uh the devils you the devils we know Mm -hmm. which is a reference to the the uh phrase uh, the devil i know is better than the devil i don't mm-hmm. which is yeah we might not not like peter but we know peter mm-hmm. um and yeah this and and in the same way I, jason and sydney were close ish uh but now they are close but because we talked they about be. how she could really float wherever yeah that's kind of why she's awesome um went to an ivy league school that was an interesting find yeah i think we're i th- I like I like this point in any season where we're finding more out about yeah. people, um, either because they're giving us good stuff like Neil at the beginning, mm-hmm. or we're just finding out more stuff like si- about Sydney. Ironic that the Brain Tribe took the longest to find the idol. Yeah, I'm trying to think why that is. Uh, you know they weren't losing; 
So yeah, maybe there wasn't the impetus for that, but neither was beauty. And Ty found it first right away, but he was crazy looking when maybe he shouldn't have been. Yeah. It's uh yeah. And then Braun, like they needed to find it cause they're losing all the time. Exactly. And you know, what I've heard from past survivors is that everyone is looking all the time and they yeah. choose to edit it, you know, where it's convenient for the edit. Yeah. Like having, showing everyone looking, is boring when when only one person finds it right like it's not that interesting exactly um and this does speak to um you know it's uh, what what i enjoy um ever since starting the show and really ever since starting to watch survivor it's a very fun thing to look at just from the first episode look at the players and feel like i think that person's going to go far i think that person's going to go far um and uh and early on, I thought I, I thought Neil would do very well, uh, but then the last few episodes, he wasn't really giving me much except mm-hmm. for like a couple of you know a couple jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then finding that idol, he emerged today. Yeah, he gave a great answer to Jeff once the tribe swapped about what do you think of your tribe and yeah, and he you gave, know he basically said nothing and then a joke, which is exactly what you should do. Yeah, everybody's laughing and no one's thinking about the fact that you gave no answer at all. Right. Um, it's really, it's really interesting. I'm excited to see where he'll go because I, I well. believe nobody knows he has an idol. Right. Um, not even the people that he's aligned with. Right. Which is probably going to be very helpful for him down mm-hmm. the line. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott's the only one that knows that two idols could be placed together at some point. And you know what? And once that happened, the thought that I had was, aha, that's where this double, that's where this double idol thing is going to pay off because we were thinking like, well, how is somebody going to, if you have an idol, how are you going to try and find somebody else who has an idol? No, no, no. A third party who knows. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't have one, but I know the the two people that do. If I can bring, if I can make it to the merge, bring these two people together, we are in business, right? Um, and I think we, I think we saw Scott emerge. Definitely. Uh, I think maybe being on a losing tribe did not do well, did not do much for him. And I think there's an inner bully that comes out uh, with him and and Jason. But and I said last week that I thought he wasn't very good at playing the game, but. His ability to recognize that, yeah, it'd be easy for us to just get Peter out and now we have the numbers, but it's like he's thinking long term. Right. He's thinking about the merge. He's not assuming he's going to make it, but if he does, then he's got Jason and Ty. He's probably also thinking short term. If they kept Anna, Mm -hmm. they got rid of Peter, they would get Julia. Well, now suddenly it's three beauty and where does that leave him as well? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. The configuration on that side is really interesting. Where it's three, two, one. Yeah, um, really fascinating. And then, but then on the blue on the blue side, where it's two, two, and two, mm-hmm. that is also an interesting mm-hmm. configuration. This is okay. So I want to say this real quick. It's okay. a thought that I had. A lot of us, maybe, or you know, I don't want to speak for you. I don't want to speak for the listener. I will speak for myself and a couple of friends that I know that watch Survivor. Uh, we just sort of assumed that this season got pushed in favor of um, second chances Mm -hmm. because this season wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. I now think it got pushed because it is great. Because it's better? Because historically, being being a, a quickly emerging survivor nerd, it is pretty much 
uh, it's pretty much accept, widely accepted at this point that the season after an all-star season, there will be a dip in ratings. Sure. And it's just never as interesting. It's like, oh, look at all these strangers. I'm not that interested in them. Yeah. And I think they... It's just I, harder to get into. Yeah. And I think with this, they saw what happened with the medevacs, which is a good way to get people watching. Yeah. And because you can't just say, oh, it's going to be a good season, you know, with the uh, strategy and stuff, because mm-hmm. that's every season, theoretically. Yeah. So you get people in with the with the medevacs, and then once they're watching, you know, I'm invested. Yeah. I think this is a really good season so far. And so rather than have this one be 31, and then uh, second chance be 32, and then some random season be 33, rather than that be the case, they're like, all right, we got a lot of good ratings of second chances. Let's keep this going with a, with a season we know is good. I don't know. I That could partially be the case, and also that we voted for them... So, like, why not put them on TV next immediately right. so that that keeps going? But they could have, they could have... Uh, why would we wait through a whole season of Strangers between the vote to get them on? They didn't have to do the vote at that time. They could have done the vote halfway through this season. No, they can't. No, I, what I mean to say is that, like, if they had aired this... Uh, oh, no, I see what you mean. But I feel like... They filmed two at a time, so they couldn't have... No, I guess that's true. They have to keep one in the can. Yeah, I do wonder, and I think we've talked we talked about it last season, but like why they decided to do second chance when they did. Um, it's around thirty. Yeah, and I guess no matter what, it's just if they have one in the can, anything that's going to be voting, it's going to be like. In the moment, it's yeah. going to have to be next. Yeah. Um, then I guess my my feeling has less to do with them strategically airing this season and more to do with how well they managed expectations. Absolutely. I mean, it could have to. I mean, who knows how much this influenced it? But you know, Vitas walked and went home too. Yeah. So the sooner they air it, the sooner the yeah. less liable yeah. that that or you know volatile that issue becomes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting. And and Jeff, when talking about the season, undersold it. As far as how they they uh, marketed this season, you would think that the only interesting thing about it was the medevacs. Right. Um, and it became clear, like, no, we have to lead with something and then just sell them that, plus a, so far, solid season of Survivor. I've enjoyed every trial. Lovely cast. It's a great cast. There's a lot of people I can get on board with. There's not very many people I don't like. Right. Um, Even the people I don't like, or I feel like are bad players, I can see a good player in them. They're intriguing. they just did it right. Yep. Um, Which will bring me to Peter, just because it's a transition. Oh, dude. He's the only one. Here's here's what I realized. In that that tribal, there's a moment when he's talking about, and you yourself said, does this guy ever learn? He started talking about like, well, you know, I'm in a position of power. And mm-hmm. it's like, if he said we instead of I, it would make all the difference. But by saying It would I, make a slight difference. He would still be an arrogant ass. He would. But now... What's intriguing about it is that he instantly said after that, you know, Jeff is like, dude, you can't believe anything anyone says. And he's yeah. like, right, including me. Like he... Yeah, it's almost like Jeff prompted him. I, I guess, or Jeff was like, 
irritated, clearly irritated at him. He's not calling him by his last name. You know, he's not a bro like of Jeff's, you know, I don't think that Jeff is rooting for him. Oh my, no. I just don't see how after your only friend got blindsided completely and you recognize that you got put down to the bottom, that you're still being so arrogant. It might be his strategy, but it is the wrong one. 100%. You arrogance can be used if you're arrogant on behalf of your alliance. So like, I feel like, like I'm so in that we are all three of us are in such a position of power that I'm bragging about it because that's a guy that you feel like, wow, he feels safe. Mm-hmm. He must think that we're in good, that we're in solid. Like there's a way to turn it in a way that shows that we, uh, to turn it into a, a note of solidarity. But by saying I, it, it's that narcissism thing again. But not only that, but there are very, very, very few times when you are in power that you need to express it at all. Just yeah. shut up and be in power. Yeah, you gotta learn from you gotta learn from my favorite player. Apparently, Neil. Um, I don't know if he's my favorite player, but I keep going back to him. He was asked a question and gave no yes. answer. Just because Jeff asks you something doesn't mean you actually have to answer it. No. Um, Stop blurting it out. I'm reminded of, gosh, what season was this? I think it was 25. It's the one where. Um, during a tribal, uh, Malcolm revealed that he had an idol. And then Jeff threw it out there as a rhetorical flourish. He's like, anybody else have an idol that they want to show everyone? And then Abby, stupid Abby, <laughs> just said, I have it, yes. And she pulled out the idol for no reason at all. Right. Except that... He asked uh, the he question. Asked, yeah, he asked a question of everybody, and she could have just sat there, and that's the end of it. Yeah. And then she pulls it out, and then that's when you had... Uh, Pete and Penner just laughing and, and <laughs> at her stupidity. Yeah. I, I think I forget. I think Pete says he just leans over to Penner. And he's like, it's like hell of a tribal, huh? <laughs> and then and Penner's like, fantastic. Of course. Um, even though those two guys were on different alliances, I like when people can take pleasure in watching ridiculous survivor in the moment. And Peter is ridiculous. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like he's, he's a waste of space. He is smart in certain ways. This goes back to the idea. It's like there's emotional intelligence. I guess you could also say a social intelligence that he seems to lack. Yeah. Um, and that is, he's, you know, he's fairly good with puzzles. He's, he's, uh, he lost the puzzle horribly. I put that less on him actually. Um, cause he did, cause he like, like they had three fish down and the other team did, you know, the entire top, entire bottom. Done. Got, they should. Yeah, they should have had uh, two brains. That's what happened. You get two brains on a puzzle. You're in good shape. I don't know. Um, we don't know Michelle at all. I ba- I barely know her name. Yeah. Was it? Hang on. On that side, I think it was Anna. Her and Peter. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Point. Yeah. We got to know Anna a little bit more in this episode, which probably should have been an indicator that she was the one going home. True. Um, she's somebody I feel like I kind of got the vibe from her that I got from uh, Kelly Wentworth, that if she came back, she yeah. could probably do really well. Yeah. Um, she knows the game. She was on a winning tribe, so we didn't see a lot of her and yeah. she didn't have to play a lot. Yeah. Um, and then they literally never went to tribal. This was her first. Yeah. Um, and then she just got the short end of the stick. Yeah. And she was pulled into an alliance of three, attra- three young, attractive women. And she's like, all right, well, 
yes, you're all very attractive, but you're also all sort of generic when you get together. Well, um, and there's nothing to edit with them when they yeah. never lose. Yeah, there's that as well. So, um, Sydney getting a great edit. I know. Speaking of edits. I know. Loving hers. Very, very intrigued by that. And Scott is getting a better edit now that he's not being a bully to anybody. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are getting a good edit. And I wonder if it's just because they have a lot of good players this season or the editors are like, okay, we need to step up the we need to mix step this it up. up so it's not quite so obvious. Because one could make the argument that Debbie's getting Debbie's a really getting good a edit. great edit. Um, Neil is as well. Neil, Jason, I think, is getting a pretty good edit. He was on, you know, the quiet side today, but it's just talking about him. what's just so interesting. Why are the beauties and the brains both approaching the bronze? You know, the beauty and brain could have gotten together and the plan could have been to continue to get rid of Braun. That's true. I think they also recognize like, well, Braun only has a grand total of three people in right. the game. They're they not are, a threat as a whole. Yeah, they are desperate. Yeah. Because when the merge comes... Let's say all, let's say everybody from Braun makes the merge. That's still only three people. They're going to need to align with someone. What's so scary about that, though, is that that can flip on its head at any moment. If the merge happens and Ty and Jason align, now they are, you know, the most in power. Yeah. Because it behooves everyone within whatever that alliance ends up being to work together with those idols because you can play it afterwards. You can use it. For whoever just got voted out from your alliance to no longer have them leave. Yeah, I'm really... That idol thing can make for a very odd um, alliance. And it, what's interesting about it, I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out because they didn't do it again in Second Chances, which they filmed after this. Yeah. So why? Yeah, it's very strange. Like They, they mixed up the idol thing all together you know it's not at challenges this time it is then how they find it is different yeah if anything the like the season they shot after this owed more to the season it's a season 30 where you know steven got an advantage where you get like an extra vote or in that case like mm. taking one away and dan had that in season 30 like mm -hmm. There was no indication of idols working together. Um, so maybe it'll be a huge bust in yeah. this season. Uh, twists on the idol tend to be. They do. Um, but it's getting good drama now. Right. Literally, Ty could have been the one going home or Peter could have been the one going home if Scott was not aware. Right. I know where two idols are. And I know that if they work together, we are unstoppable, at least for one vote. Exactly. Like It's fun if... That's not a total bust if it affects the plane. It exactly. affects the vote. Exactly. That's good stuff. Yeah. An I, literally, Anna is gone. Because... Yeah. Because because of that idol thing. Totally. So that's one... Per and it could have been Peter. Like, not necessarily a power player, but a, a big character. Somebody that it would have been, frankly, satisfying to see go. Yeah. Um, and somebody that I think Scott definitely wanted to go, but he recognizes, Absolutely. okay, we got to hold on to this. Um, How arrogant must Peter be to just convey that so quickly in a camp full of new people? Yeah, Ty picked up on it. And Ty seems to think the best of most people yeah, he didn't true. say narcissistic but he said arrogant yeah mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. yeah i like how quickly ty makes uh, ty being this very small gay you know uh what do you, i think he said he's vietnamese mm -hmm. you know from a different culture he's older than most of the than a lot of the people out there absolutely he could be a bust 
In what sense? Just ridiculous to watch. You're irritated right. with him. You want him gone immediately. But he is delightful. He's and getting a great edit. We didn't talk about that. That's true. And, he's, and he seems to be able to... Like when I look at somebody like Caleb mm-hmm. with, you know, his Southern accent and his time in the army and all that, you would think that those two are not going to go well together. And meanwhile, they had like this huge bromance and now here comes one with Scott. Yep. Um, yep. And I think it's because. Scott un- invented a little bro crush on Ty. Yeah. It's great. And and underneath, um, because underneath all of these things about Ty, he is also a very, very hard worker. Yeah. And I think. But not in a desperate way. A lot no. of people would see that as like the older guy trying to do stuff around camp right. so you don't vote him out. But he's yeah. just plain useful. Yeah. He's very, and I, I'm sorry to say this because they're both Asian. That's not how I'm thinking of it. But he's very Yao Man in that regard, except he's much spryer than uh, than Yao Man. Yeah. He, re- he reminds me of someone else, but I can't put my finger on it. Like but if Yao Man and Ozzy not... got together, yeah, they would exactly. create tie, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, it was a real. It was just a, a really great episode all around. I'm trying. Let me take a look at my my other notes here. I'm happy they merged, or excuse me, swapped today. Yeah. Despite the fact that it wasn't even, you know, because that makes it interesting. Um, it just needed to happen. I think one more episode would have gotten a, a little bit boring here. I mean, watching a challenge with only three people competing is boring. Yeah. Um, very strong people but sure yeah. but still or two challenges i am disappointed there wasn't a reward and an immunity challenge but whatever i understand why there isn't like they got to give us time to get see to the know the new people yeah man can we talk about how poor julia youngest player like ever in my notes i wrote poor julia <laughs> oh my god yeah. you know i mean i don't know if she's the youngest in life like um spencer might have been younger um, as far as 18 year olds go, but, but whoa, just s- the odds were not in her favor. Bad luck. Year old, 18 or 19 is the youngest they've ever gone. So she, well, no, they have to, you cannot exa- do 17 right. year olds. So I'm saying there might've been another 18 year old that played at some point. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember if Spencer was 18 or 19. I, yeah. He is the only one that stands out to me as being. <laughs> Are we talking about? Not. Not, not the, the recent, recent one. Okay, yeah, yeah. He no. was yeah, he was super young. Uh he might have been in his teens. Yeah. Yeah. The other one? The one I'm talking about? Yeah. Spencer, I believe his last name is Doom. Yeah, he was 18 or 19. I can't yeah. remember which, but yeah. she's clearly one of the youngest players of all time. Yeah. And now alone on what has been called the worst beach of all time by all of the second chancers and all of these guys. And, and I did want to say a quick thing and we'll get to, uh, I'll get back to Julie in a moment. This has to do with production. Mm -hmm. The cinematography or the camera work of shooting the camp that nobody is in. Yeah. They didn't shoot it like a regular camp. They shot it like it is abandoned. They shot it like a zombie movie. Yeah. They shot it. It is abandoned. Here's a bunch of stuff that they left behind and that no one's ever going to use again. And in the midst of this, one person just shivering underneath a shelter. Yeah. Like it really seemed desolate. And we've seen people on, you know, uh, Exile Island. Exile Island. And it didn't look like that. Well, because that was always meant to be one person. Also depends on the circumstances. You know, sugar's just sitting there eating fruit, uh, yeah. tons and tons of fruit. The They're going to make shack. it. Yeah. And the sugar shack. They're yeah. going to make it look like an oasis. You know, there's right. jovial music playing, but this is like, 
Yeah. Good Lord. Is she going to be medevaced? Yeah, it did look like like that was going to It could happen. have happened because um, Braun brought a ton of their water with them to the challenge. And I think I think that was Brains. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, and okay. But they were the... I just noticed that they were the ones then to carry it back to camp, to Debbie's camp. Yeah. Got it. Um, and then let's see. I'm trying... What I do like about the Julia thing, like you said, swapping everything when it's not even... It's it's one more way to I think organically uh, switch things up. Not merely because you're swapping the tribe, but now there's this extra element. Mm-hmm. You know, Julia, who's not. It's not like she's she plays a big role in the game, but she is a beauty. She has her alliances, and we need to think about getting her out. Like beauties or getting on both a sides. beauty out. Yeah, both sides were tar- both uh, beauties on both sides were targeted. Because a beauty happened to yeah. draw the red. If yeah. it had been a brain, it would have been brains. And what's interesting is that if it had been a brawn, you know, then there would have been only one on each of the other tribes. Yeah. Mm, not necessarily. There could one. have been two on one and zero on the other. Yeah. What would have happened then? You know, Scott would have gone because Jason had the idol if it was Sydney or vice versa. Or they could have just been or on the tribe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what sucks, though, about this is like I feel bad for the winners of this challenge because they didn't even get ahead. You know, it's just even again. Yeah, that's true. But it's what they have going for them is that they don't have to welcome an odd man out member that they haven't been playing with for the last three days. They don't have to get used to another new dynamic. And I'm pretty sure. I mean, it is obvious that. From now until the merge, these are not full tribes. Like, these are a group of people that have their alliances and are just waiting till the merge. Well, yeah, of course. So as far as keeping numbers, they're not thinking about the numbers of their tribes. They're thinking of like, oh, shoot, am I going to, I need to make sure I don't lose one of my alliance members. Well, which is strange that Ty never made that argument about like, hey, the girls are really close. If you keep Anna and then Julia comes, they are in a very strong alliance together. And maybe he made that argument at some point but it just didn't ever matter to the point of the story it also could be that like i don't want to you know i don't want to throw that out there because once julia comes back let's say we win the next one and let's say we get to the merge and now you've got michelle and julia and here's ty that's two other people that are aligned with each other that i could get in yeah and i don't want to don't want to out alliances exactly that you could potentially use later yeah that makes sense so, yeah, this is... But you can't use them later if you're the one getting voted out. True. Um, and I think he... I, I definitely think as far as the arguments, he had a lot to argue about. You yeah. Know, a lot to argue with, pardon me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just continually uh, excited about this season. I'm, exci- mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what the next episode is going to be perpetually. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I feel like the medevac thing... Sh- yeah, I do. I would just like to know if it's over because, you know, we started the episode with Joe's finger and I thought, oh my gosh, here we go yeah. again. And we saw Julia shivering. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. It could, it's entirely possible that there will be another one. It could happen again, but I feel like that was the episode yeah. they were playing up. Very much so. And you know, rightfully so. If yeah. you've got that episode on your hands, you play it up as much as you can. That's still insane to me. Um, so let's see. No wonder they brought their whole jug of water. Um, so looking at my, yeah, looking at my, my notes here, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is that, 
uh, and we, as we were talking about the the blue tribe, mm-hmm. where it's two, two, and two, mm-hmm. and then the bronze are in the middle, and they're trying to figure out which which way to go. Um, it is very interesting because early on you have the brains and the bronze talking. You've got Neil, Debbie, Sydney, and Jason, and you and I had the same reactions. Like yeah. that is a power quartet or foursome, whatever you want to say. Like that is a group. That's two idols between them, though yep. they don't know it. Yep. That's two very strong people, four very strategic people. Like I think all of them are very smart. Yes. And. And and each of them have a very specific type of uh, a very specific set of social skills mm-hmm. that they can bring people in if they need to. Mm-hmm. You know, they they can use idols together. They they don't know that yet, but they can. And it's just, uh, I, part of me hopes that 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 those four stick together because I want to see those four working together at and, the merge. Right, and it could be five with Scott. Sure, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing, like. Yeah, I could see them wanting to bring in Scott, but then Scott might want to bring in Ty. Right. Um, then it's so six, who knows? then what is it? And then it gets a little bit unwieldy. No, yeah. Six is too many at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I can it's imagine. It's intriguing. I Scott imagine has options. He has a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, now that you bring it up, if it was those four, well, I mean, no matter who Braun is with. Yeah. At the merge, if Scott makes it, they're going to want to bring Scott in. And whoever is it, if it's four and it's two and two, and now suddenly, well, now it's all three brawn and just the two of us. Yeah, that's not going to work for that's me. That's true. You know, so there's still, there's drama there. Like mm-hmm. this is, the way this season is shaking out is so interesting to me. Yeah. And there's so many possibilities and so many smart people that really know the game. Yeah. Um, and aren't overplaying it. Which is fun. Yeah. I mean, like Anna said in her in her uh, final comments, like, maybe I overplayed. It's like, maybe, but it's more just, it was either you or Ty, and people wanted to keep Ty. Like, they thought but of they, you as... They as, said they wanted to get rid of her because she was smart, and she was getting it. You know, like, the more yeah. cards you reveal, and the more you you convey that, hey, I know what's going on here, and this and this and this is why you should keep me, that's weird. And you know what's interesting to me is... In the last few seasons, it has always been, not always, but a lot of it has been, we got to look at this person. They're good at strategy. They're sneaky. We got to get them out. It's been a while since I've heard the arguments like, this person's the most likable person here. We need to get them out. Because if, you, if you're making that argument, Ty is a target. Oh, exactly. From beginning to end. Exactly. Um, and it makes you, and so it's like, maybe that's, Maybe they'll start to pivot to that after the merge, but at the same time, when you see a guy like that who knows the game, he's actually pretty athletic, he's very social, it's like, okay, this guy needs to go sooner rather than later, but he's good for morale. Nobody's making the arguments against Scott that are very typical. Generally, you know, NBA players don't last very long. Um, You know, just any professional sports player doesn't last this long even and maybe they're keeping him around thinking and i i would think the same thing he probably isn't going to do very well in individual challenges yeah because he's very strong but there's an almost lumbering quality to him like if he you know is he going to be able to hold on to a pole right 
for a very long time. No, no, of course not. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's about lifting stuff, is he going to be able to hold a foot, you know, on a teeny bit of rock against two boards on either side? I mean, maybe his arms can keep him up, but 300 pounds is a lot to keep up. Yeah. There, there are a myriad of challenges that they're going to do individually that he's going to be terrible at. Is he going to be able to put together like a puzzle with size 18 feet? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I mean, it's, That's it's, true. it's crazy. So yeah, I mean, in a way he, I'd be more concerned about Scott as a strategic threat at this point. Not that he's like the best strategic thinker out there, nope. but he has a mind for it. Um, like if I'm, I don't know, I feel like you can go Peter, Peter's direction pretty quickly with like, if you're, if you feel like you're in the power, then you act very inappropriately. I think they, I think he and Peter are, they're likely to do the same thing, but under different circumstances. I say, I think Scott does well when he feels comfortable. Um, I mean, he felt comfortable in Braun, but they, yeah. were, but they were losing like the, and they kept losing. And so it's just like, yes, no, but he felt Jason. comfortable within the tribe and hated Alicia. That was not, there's that yeah. good behavior. Yeah. Um, I guess there's an arrogance to him, but I feel like absolutely. I was not rooting for him for a couple episodes. Hmm. There's no reason to treat her that way. And granted, I did not spend 24-7 on a beach with her. She clearly was argumentative and just kept talking and would never let things go. Yeah. Um, the two of them were... But I, I think Jason handled it better. He may oh, have blown yeah. up at her, but he said, you know, that was not the way to handle it. Yeah, I feel like... That's Scott's the thing. arrogance never let on that he was ready to apologize or yeah. anything. And feels like, yeah, and felt like, oh, I shouldn't have to apologize. Oh, yeah. or I don't need to apologize. She's on the outs. Completely entitled. You know? um, yeah, that's the thing. Even if, even if Scott does have a good strategic mind, and I think he does, but I don't think he has the social savvy yeah. to pull it off. Somebody like Jason either. does. Right. Um, it was interesting to hear him talk about how, hey, this is like joining a new team. in the NBA you know that was really interesting to think about you're now playing with people who you competed against you're playing with people who have already been playing together for a while yeah it's a very interesting parallel yeah and because he was the only one yes you know and it's like you've been traded I mean that's the thing on an individual basis he might not do great in challenges, but that's a guy you want on your team. Exactly. And so if he was going to come into a tribe as and being the and be the only one, and be a solid foot taller than everybody else around him, and be super I mean, strong, just be really strong. I mean, yeah. he dragged that f- thing of fish like it was no big yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, like at that point, I'm sure he felt at first maybe a little bit like, oh boy, this could be me. But pretty quick, I'm sure he thought, yeah, they're going to need me around for a while. Yeah. I don't think I'm in any danger and yeah. I'm something of a swing. Vote. He became the swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Oh man. Exciting. This, this is exciting. This, I don't think there's been a, I don't think there's been a dud episode so far. Nope. Even, even in episodes that were only okay, you know, the, the tribal is insane. Like when Jenny gets, right. got, got herself voted out or when the tribal is so flipping boring, like when Alicia gets voted out, the episode itself is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And even the tone of that tribal yeah. was interesting. Very, was, was interesting. Um, yeah. And, and I'm sure, 
you know, probably the next episode or the episode after that's when it's probably going to start to slow down a little bit. Um, yeah. And we'll get more conventional votes, but maybe not. Who knows? I feel like this cast has the has the the potential to keep things at not merely interesting, but keep thing keep me on my toes. I think they have a potential too to do voting blocks, even though they don't yeah. even know what that is yet. You know, yeah. Um, I'm going to be really curious to see the, you know, the next two that are filming after having seen Second Chances and the, and the lengthy discussion of voting blocks throughout, yeah. and and see if that continues to play out. Yeah, it's. It would be interesting to sit in on like a producers meeting, for you know, like a time like right now or in the last few months when you really just want the behind the scenes tour. Don't you? I do. I just, I'm always interested to see, to hear what, what the people that make the decisions, what they're able to comb out of the information they have. Sure. Like if they look at the last, let's say five seasons, starting mm-hmm. with 28, they look at that and they say, okay, what worked? What didn't? Yes. We had an all-star cast. Yes, we had brain brawn. Like, clearly they liked the brain brawn beauty thing. Right. Um, it's like, okay, with Worlds Apart, maybe that, that didn't work out so well, but we like the three tribe thing. It's interesting. And given this season and then last season, which, you know, was great, I'm interested to see, like you said, what the next two are going to look like. Mm-hmm. What they... There's a... On Battleship Pretension, David is very fond of telling this story, uh, and I don't remember where he got it from, but there was a guy who said that the way Hollywood works when they're making movies is if there was... I think it might have been um, Joss Whedon who said that if there was a year in which uh, in in a number of like the top 10 movies as far as gross, um, if there was a year where each of them just happened to feature a guy wearing a red shirt. Then the ne- then that next year you'd see a lot of red shirts mm. because that's what, because the producers like, well, I'm noticing a trend here. People clearly like red shirts. So that, that must be the key. That's the strangest note I've ever heard. Yeah. It's, it's a note that like, it didn't actually happen, but stuff like that does happen a lot. There's mm-hmm. this, there's an old, thing about i guess that was more this is more of a pop culture thing but like in uh it happened one night clark gable uh took off his shirt and he wasn't wearing an undershirt and in pop culture uh undershirt sales just in culture um dropped precipitously <laughs> because people were like he's clark gable's not wearing one i'm not wearing one um i want to be cool like clark gable um with his giant ears and his little mustache um but yeah it's uh It'd be interesting. I don't know how many books there are about Survivor, but it's been around for so long. I would like to see a book, not merely about like stats or anything like that, but about the evolution of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, because they'll throw stuff out and see what works, and then some stuff does not, and then some stuff does, and that's there forever. Like I'm sure when they first came up with the idea of the hidden immunity idol, they didn't know if it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And now it is unthinkable that it would there'd ever be a season without it. I think you see a lot more commentary on the internet like us, but more importantly, like, you know, Rob Sestranino or, you know, Stephen Fishbeck writes for EW that you're going to get a lot more current commentary on that rather than a book. By the time you write it and publish it, four more seasons have come out and it's obsolete. That's true. Um, So maybe what you would do is just say, okay, we're going to cover the first 20 
seasons or something like that. And then we'll do another, another companion book. Um, or you stay current and you write an article. I guess so. I just want something that is like comprehensive and like articles in an attempt to be current, they tend not to look too far backwards, Sure. which is why it's weird that I'd be advertising somebody else's product. But uh, Rob Sesternino mm. with Josh Wiggler do have something called the evolution of strategy, which is they call it an audio book. They're not reading anything. It's just a uh, discussion. They go, they go season by season talking, devoting uh, about 10 to 15 hours hours per season going episode by episode and then noting, hey, this is the first time this happened, but it will nef- definitely not be the last or this is the last time this happened. Um, and listening to all of them as I have, although there are a couple seasons I still haven't seen, so I haven't listened to those. Uh, that has actually been very interesting because that's about as, you know, that's that's about as much of like the survivor bible as you will get mm-hmm. because it's you have an insider and a and a nerd talking about it um and it is really interesting that uh seasons one through five it's about eight it's about like eight to ten hours per per season you get to season six which is rob's first season understandably so there's a lot of behind the scenes and that one jumps up to like 13 14 hours yeah. i think so uh there and you pay 20 bucks and for for every 10 seasons uh wow that's cheap it's cheap considering i don't even know what that comes out to yeah per uh, per hour yeah um but yeah it is it is very it's been very helpful and i guess more than anything i would like to see somebody take that and write it down uh because i like a nice a nice bound volume um (laughs) but yeah um so I'm trying to think uh, if there's anything. Oh, yeah. One last thing. It occurred to me as I was talking about, oh, well, the hidden immunity idol, it would be unthinkable for it to not factor into a season. So for Joe to say that he thought the twist with the hidden immunity idol is that there isn't one like, man, I get what you're saying. You're looking for a very unusual twist. The producers aren't going to do that. There's- I don't get what you're saying. And I think it's just 100 percent idiotic. So then if you're Ty and you're asked, like, what do you think? Do you think he gave a good answer by just agreeing with him? I think he, I think he started to give a good answer and then maybe, maybe gave like too much. It looked like he, that idea of like, you know, uh, uh, I think he doth protest too much. Like he says a little bit too much and maybe shows, wow, he really is trying to sell that he didn't find an idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Um, very true. But early on, speaking of which, you know, he's like, look up into this tree. And I genuinely thought he was going to say, that's where I poked the thing out and got the idol key. And yeah, I, I really thought he was this close to telling his entire new tribe that he had an idol. Yeah. I just like, look, I get you want to try and build trust. Yeah, but man. There are I mean, other thankfully ways. he didn't. And he was talking about mangoes. Right. But yeah. Joe, really not a great FBI agent. If you can't answer interrogation questions and it's just. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it from the sense that you're trying to think outside the box. We were, you know, they were told there's going to be a twist with the idol and it would be interesting and a little bit, uh, uh, what's the sadistic <laughs> if the twist is that there are no idols, uh, go screw yourselves. But you know what? That level of sadism does not trump, uh, the drama that comes from an idol. Absolutely. I mean, you can't have no idol, um, no reward challenges for the first third, no exile Island, no No. redemption Island. Like 
there has to be another element at this point. They're not going to go back to seasons one through 11 play. Yeah. You just, you just can't. Yeah. Um, it, it would be, people have said that it would be interesting to go back to the rules of season one mm. just for one season, but it's just like, you can't, it's, you can't unring that bell. No, because people are still going to be playing strategically. It's not yeah. going to be like season one. No one's going to vote in alphabetical order just because you take away the idols. Exactly. You know, because then the idol gives them, it can give the lone person or the minority alliance, it can give them power. I mm -hmm. mean, we saw what Kelly Wentworth did. Yeah. You know, it was like nine to three. Yeah. And they won. Yeah. Because of the idol. You know, the idol provided uh, a no vote situation last mm -hmm. season. Like that was crazy. Yeah. And while this while this cast obviously but didn't that was, know that. Yeah. That was filmed after this. Yeah. But there's been enough idol fun. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, you can't make that assumption. I appreciate him thinking outside the box, but that is a dumb conclusion to come to. Unless he's trying to say it to throw people off. Uh, and Perhaps. it's just like, I'm going to, where it's just, if you don't want people to think Maybe he thought that was it. the non-answer answer. Yeah. Maybe it's like, well, I'm definitely going to go looking for it. So I bet. But what I'll do is I'll let people think that I don't think it's there. Right. So maybe it's that. I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see more from Joe in the next episode where it looks like he's going to uh, yeah. confront Peter. Yeah. I think that'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see those two personalities. Because mm -hmm. those seem like the Because Joe seems like a pretty down-to-earth humble guy and him arguing with peter who's the opposite of that yeah uh, will be very interesting I yeah think. so um i think i think we'll leave it there uh this was yeah uh listeners if you have any any uh, questions or comments you can leave them in the comment section of this post uh at battleshippretension.com you can also email me tyler at battleshippretension.com uh if you have any uh any questions or anything you'd like to like us to talk about in the next episode uh in the meantime thank you all for listening as for the rest of you got nothing for you grab your stuff head back to camp bye bye